0: There will be absolutely no rules on this show. I've never had a problem expressing my opinions or thoughts. Welcome to the Behind the Boards show. And we're not going to fabricate ourselves in hopes to please everybody. New episodes every week. featuring Nick. are now over it's uh another year spent during covid it's been interesting trying to navigate once again everything um it feels like every time there's a holiday coming forward um there's a lockdown imminent uh you know and then you, you got people in uproar saying oh we're i'm having family over Okay, well, when Grandma Margaret dies, that's going to be a a whole different story.
1: Rest in peace, Grandma Margaret.
0: Rest in peace, Grandma Margaret.
1: You will be missed.
0: So, we don't have too much hockey going on. I mean, pretty much the main thing and the the one thing that's really pissing me off and really bothering me is the amount of fucking notifications that I get or the amount of posts on Instagram, or Twitter that I see, about, oh, this game is postponed, this game is postponed, this game is postponed, okay, why don't we just postpone the season, at this fucking point, till, I don't know, end of February, if it's that bad of a problem, maybe till mid-February, or beginning of February, I mean, will it, I mean, yeah, sure, it's gonna be an issue, season is gonna get pushed back, but if you're already postponing all these games anyway, what is the point, because you got people excited for games, and, they're just being canceled either a day before hours before it's just getting it's just getting annoying i mean i i I really don't understand And now you know because of all this the nhl players are not allowed to go into the olympics which sucks because this is what second year in a row now
1: yeah well i mean they didn't have the olympics last year oh yeah yeah no they they um it was part of the uh Twenty eighteen, they didn't go. So yeah, 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 it's the second Olympics now that they didn't get to go. And well, yeah, it's,
0: I said second year, I meant second Olympics.
1: It's just it's one of those things. Like I feel, if you're going to be postponing all these games at this point, why not just, as you said, postpone the season until the end of February, let them go to the Olympics, yeah, and then they can come back and you just start up the season again. Exactly. I don't know. I get just like, <clears throat> you've got all these players who want. God, I feel for Stamkos the most. I am so mad about that. This guy has not had any luck with any, of the, any Olympics. This is 2014? 2010. 2010. He's 2010? too young. 2010, oh, yeah. he was eligible, but he was too young. We're going to go with the old guys. Go with the... Okay, cool. Whatever. We won. Awesome. Then you got 2014. Buddy busts his leg before the, um, before the tournament. Then you got 2018, players don't go. Then you've got this year, players aren't going. Do you really think he's going to go in 2026? Do you think he's going to be on the list of players? Yeah. He'll probably, if he is, if he even gets the chance to go, he's going to be that one old guy. He's going to be the old vet. 2026. No,
0: 2016 is when he broke his leg.
1: No, that's 2014. 2016 was the World Cup.
0: <clears throat> okay, so that 2016, or no, sorry, 2014 is probably. I think that's the year when I bought the Coast jersey, and same thing with Taylor, the Stamkos Can- uh, team Canada jersey. I'm yeah, just, sure. this
1: guy, this guy has not had any luck with this with these Olympics, and it's it. It sucks. It does. Like I want to see this guy perform. On the, on the Olympic stage. This guy deserves a chance. And the NHL is ripping this chance away from him just because of some COVID protocol. Because we're pushing back games. We're, we're um, postponing games. We just spent... What was it? I think it was 17 days between Leafs games. Yeah. Because of that huge COVID outbreak in the entire league. <sighs>
0: Man, I don't know. Like, like, it feels like it's died down. I don't know why. I don't know why not just reinstate the NHL to go in. I feel bad for John Cooper too, if I'm being honest. John Cooper and Stamkos. Yeah. I feel. I. I. I do feel really bad. He deserves to get that medal. They both deserve to get that medal.
1: Cooper and Cooper will get more chances because he's a great coach, and he'll most likely be the coach in 2026. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be any other Canadian coaches that come out within the next four years that are going to do better than Cooper.
0: I don't think so, but I mean, you might be right, but it's still, it's, I think it still kind of stings.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because you don't know how many chances you get. Exactly. Perfect example with Stamkos. Exactly. And then. Plus,
0: anything can happen, knock on wood. But, I mean, anything can happen. So hopefully he stays healthy. Both of them. And everyone yep. else that's going on, or that was supposed to be on Team Canada. Hopefully, everyone stays healthy, and hopefully, everyone, you know, I don't even like keeps their head up. I guess. I mean,
1: and and now they've got like I heard from, uh, I heard around, been reading around and stuff that some of the players that are listed to be on Team Canada now, it's essentially the World Juniors
0: which got yeah. canceled. It yeah, wasn't there an issue over with the holidays? Sweden or something? They got they got like detained in Edmonton or who was that team that got I think like, it was Russia. Was it Russia?
1: I think it was Russia. They got uh, kicked off their plane.
0: Yeah. Hmm. interesting. I
1: just it, it blows my mind like you've got all these players and stuff like that and now you've got essentially another World Juniors championship that's happening in like a month. With like oh. players like Owen Power, who was on the World Juniors team. That that kid was on fire for Canada before the before the shutdown.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean he's really good, but at the same time If I was to watch like Team Canada play hockey, play Team Canada play in the Olympics, I don't wanna see.
1: I didn't watch in twenty eighteen.
0: I don't know. Like yeah, exactly. Like it's just kind of pointless now.
1: I was like, okay, there's no NHL players. Cool, I don't care.
0: I mean, at the same time, at the same time, it's kind. I, I kind of look at it as maybe there shouldn't be NHL players in the Olympics anyway because it's kind of. I don't know. If, if it seems technically, kind of the Oli- and
1: technically the Olympics is an amateur sporting event.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm. But I mean, hey. But I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I'm getting tired of this COVID shit. Probably I, just I'm, like I'm everybody over it. Else. I
1: just like everybody. And then like you've got reports that came out that um, Winnipeg was looking at playing in Saskatoon for a bit because of uh, COVID restrictions, but that kind of got kiboshed, and now they're just going to stay in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, these lockdowns are insane, man. Like Quebec's in a curfew again. Ten o'clock to five, don't go outside. Not allowed. I'm assuming that's why the um, why the game between Toronto and Montreal this week got postponed is because of the, the curfew, because it was supposed to be played in Montreal. I don't understand.
0: Ten o'clock to um, five, like is that morning, tonight, or 10 night? P- to ten
1: p.m. to five a.m. Jesus, I don't understand, and I'm getting really fed up, and I just want to watch some hockey and have things to talk about. Like that's why we're doing the hockey segment at the beginning because like there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, i have this. Unfortunately, like,
0: guys, there's really nothing like.
1: Like I'll throw in quickly that Mitch Marner's on COVID protocol. I don't know if he's playing tonight. I haven't heard. I haven't seen anything um, about it. But um, the one last thing that I really wanted to get into with it is: Have you heard of the hockey, the uh, hockey diverse alliance?
0: No, I haven't. Is that like a, so? Like a it's a
1: um, it's a program that uh, started in 2020 during the whole George Floyd thing, the whole situation there, and the whole Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. Okay. Um, a bunch of athletes in the league. Um, and athletes that used to be in the league so people like akim Aliu. you've got Wayne Simmons on here you've got uh, evander Kane I was about to um, say I've,
0: I think I have heard of this now now, now that you're talking about it pK has some Padres
1: on it I think PK might be a part of it I'm not too sure I'm not too sure I don't see him in in, in any of the promos well, um but um they released a sponsored video today. With Budweiser. Uh, The video talks about... my attention. (laughs) The video talks about um, how we want to try and get the hate out of the game. Um, It's actually really powerful. You should watch it after. Um, It goes through... It's got, like, actual text messages and DMs from, like, people who are being absolutely racist towards, like, um, Simmons. It goes through the whole situation where somebody in 2011, when he was playing in London... Um, somebody, a fan, threw a banana peel on the ice. Um, that happened in the minor leagues with the Knights. Then you, and then it goes through some, like, text messages with um, towards, like, Nazem Kadri and, like, all these other players. I'm talking about the whole situation with um, Akim Aliou, with the coach being um, with, uh, I forget what his name is. Um with his coach being um, racist and calling him uh, racist terms because of his uh, the music that he he likes. Um, yeah. anyways, they released this video. very powerful. And then three hours later, um, there was a post from TSN that states, That the NHL not only refused to take part in the Hockey Diversity Alliance's new campaign, despite multiple attempts to include them over the course of the year, but they are also prohibiting active players from using their NHL jerseys in their material. Hmm. So this, this league, who went through a crap load of shit, so much crap, Yeah. Back in 2020 when it comes to the whole diversity. I don't like that. Says no?
0: I don't like that at all.
1: You have a chance to become part of the change and you say no?
0: I, I will always say this to the day I die. The NHL's league is the worst league out of every single sport. And it's not because of the players. It's not even because of the sport. It's because this league is legitimately and a thousand percent a follower. They do not start their own things. They are always playing catch up, and they're always making excuses.
1: That's why. That's why players Look, made this and, association. That's why they're, they're exactly are, the players made this association and not the NHL itself. Akeem Aliu, who's one of the uh, one of the head guys head guys for this movement, also expressed disappointment with the PA. For not getting involved. Um, He said, So you have a league that shits out PR statements about growing the game while also freezing out the one organized movement by players of color against r- racism in, an, in a union that is effective as a pebble. This league is a fucking joke. It is. I don't understand. Take the fucking hint, Gary. For fuck's sakes. What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: I I see. This is this is also why I really love the NFL. I think if 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 Goodell, Roger Goodell. Yep. Yes, I always get (laughs) fucking him mixed up with someone else. Um, which is funny, but I, I. I said it before. If these two, if these two are compared, it's imperative that Goodell is a far more representative of his league than Buddy Old Pal in the NHL is. Because, I mean. with everything that has happened, with everything that has progressed through the NHL in the last three years, just the three years, you would think they would say, okay, yeah, you know what? Let's let, let's make the image of the NHL look better. Like, I'm sure I'm going to probably bring it up today, but with like the NFL, I mean, they hadn't actually, I, I'm, I'm more than likely going to be bringing it up. But the, the NFL had an image problem at one point where there was a whole bunch of media coming out against them with how they treated players. And, you know, they adjusted. They they fixed that. Granted, it's not perfect. I'm not saying the NFL is at a 100% and the NHL is at zero. There's always going to be issues because the world is no, constantly but it, changing. But... At
1: least they're at, making an effort.
0: Exactly. At least there's something happening there's at least players trying to have a conversation and then not being ridiculed i i i this i didn't know that i don't follow that much nhl news which i should but i also i i like to get my news from you guys coming on here when it comes to the nhl because i think that's what sparks conversation so i didn't know that information
1: it literally came out thirty minutes before we started <clears throat> recording this podcast.
0: Wow. Um. Yeah. I all I know is this put a very bad taste in my mouth. I, for, I, if I'm being a hundred percent honest though, in the last five years, I have really shied away from hockey. Um. And if I'm being a hundred percent honest, it's because it's once I I stopped being a fan of the Washington Capitals is pretty much when I. S- stopped kind of having that love. I will admit it's coming back. I will also admit it's not for the Tampa Bay Lightning and I will also admit that it's for the Washington Capitals again. And that is purely on the fact that I don't care about the Stanley Cup at this point. I just want Ovechkin to hit this record. Yeah. Like I'm getting emotional right now thinking about it if I'm being honest, like I'm actually about to cry because this guy has gone through so much and with me watching Washington capital games and seeing him play and
1: it's so wild. Like you look, you look back in history, right? You look back and you see how like our parents grew up with Gretzky setting all these records. Um, our grandparents grew up with, you're crying. I am, yeah, <laughs> I am. Our, our grandkids. Like he had his.
0: He had his. There's a. Vi- there's a video of his. He brought his his son on the ice. Like I just. I. I my, my love for hockey is slowly coming back, and it's not for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's also sad for me because I've been really devoted to them for the past little while, and I know what you're gonna say, like. But. Uh, yeah, seeing always like seeing Ovechkin do this, like hit break this record. I know for a fact, like I'm I'm even getting emotional all over again. I'm going, <laughs> I, I know I'm going to cry. Like it's one of those things, like it's, it's, it's rare. I don't cry much at, at, at movies. I, I like, I've only, like, I, I, I've cried now at football at three different scenarios. I've, I've cried when Peyton Manning retired. That was intense. I obviously cried when Luke Keekly retired because I know he didn't want to retire. And I would highly recommend that if you are an emotional guy like me, you do not watch those videos. Um, but with Ovechkin, when he won the Stanley Cup, I cried. I cried then too. Like he deserved that cup. Like,
1: yep.
0: I don't know. Like I know – the thing is, like I know for a fact that when the, when the Toronto Maple Leafs win a cup, you and Taylor both will I'm probably crying. –
1: I'm crying. I'm going to Toronto. I'm going to hang out at the parade. I will be crying at the parade. Yeah. I don't care.
0: Exactly, like,
1: dude, I cry. See, I, I still. It's been like five years. It's been five years. I still go back and watch that four goal game by Austin Matthews in his first game, and I feel tears coming to my eyes. I'm like, this is yeah. insane. We've got this guy on our team,
0: I, and well, I,
1: I start getting emotional.
0: That's like, I, I start like with me. Like, I start thinking about everything that was said about Ovechkin, this guy is not the best, this guy's not better than Crosby, this guy will never win a cup, this guy's this, this guy's that, this guy, like Ovechkin literally changed everything to prove everyone wrong, he said, okay, I can score goals, what do I need to do, what do I need to, what am I doing wrong, he went to Gretzky and literally asked, "What, what, what do I need to do to win a cup, I don't, know many players that would do that in his caliber i think barry trotz was the best thing that ever happened and it sucks i'm even getting emotional now like with barry trotz leaving i know that affected i know that affected ovechkin in a, in a different kind of way and unfortunately i think it had to do with money i think barry trotz said listen i changed ovechkin i changed the washington capitals for the better and now i have a cup i want i want john cooper money and unfortunately, that just doesn't happen. And I don't know. I just now with seeing him and seeing him so fucking happy, seeing him like get excited again, seeing him like laughing on the bed, like I have no choice. I have no choice. It's awesome. I, I it's said, awesome. we I are said witnessing
1: before, history in the fucking we, making. We literally and I love are. It. We I love literally
0: it. are. Like, I, I, I know I said before on the podcast that I can never be a fan of them again, but I'm, I'm it's it's just like me not wanting to follow the Washington Redskins. If anyone if anyone saw I did a video on John Madden. The Washington Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers are three teams that are very close to my heart. And I'll never not say that I don't love these teams, regardless of what's going on with Washington, regardless of how, you know, bad Minnesota plays and regardless of how ridiculous Carolina Panthers are, but the Washington Capitals is included in that conversation with me because they're so close to me in a in a way like I literally grew up watching them. I literally became a man watching them. It's I became like this. I grew up with Ovechkin. It, it, it's it's hard. It's really hard for for me to not care, and I didn't I didn't want yeah. to at first because I thought I was going against my word. But I thought you know what. I think this is just a, a pure love for Ovechkin that I, I have no choice. Yeah, like I think it's I think it's amazing. Even if he doesn't score, he still looks happy, and I think that's the best thing. Like just watching him. This is not his prime. Let me make that very clear. He's on his come down. It's it's it, I mean, but it's not even evident. He's like he's playing better than ninety five percent of. All the players on the ice at any given moment, and yeah, I mean, he's in I f- the top
1: five of the five of the league in scoring.
0: Yeah, like it's, I, I, f- I feel like we're watching a very special Ovechkin right now, and I feel like is. If a- anyone is not watching hockey, you should, you really should. I unintentionally started again, and it was all to do with Ovechkin, and uh, and it's also too like, I ended up missing. I I like I I didn't watch the game where he broke, there was a record I forget whose, and I felt bad that I didn't watch. It was the it. Power, I think
1: it was power play goal record or something like that.
0: No no no, it was it was someone's record, um, like it was like two records ago, in goals.
1: Oh okay.
0: And I didn't watch it, and I actually felt very bad, and I felt very guilty. So I was like, you know what, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch it. I'm just gonna watch it from now on. It, it's, it's 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 a insane. special it's thing It's history
1: and it's absolutely it Such a special moment right now In hockey to just watch this guy Run with it um, And I'm just gonna Leave this here He's got 50 points in 35 games
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> Absolutely like, ins- Even though he's scoring at such an unreal pace He actually still has more assists than goals
0: which is abs- which is kind of crazy to me to think about. Like I th- like I said I think he's just having uh like just so much fun playing hockey. He's having think-
1: so much fun and Backstrom just came back too. So like now the two yeah, are just going to like just absolutely brainer.
0: Like with me like the first time I got emotional with Ovechkin this year was when Tom Wilson got the A. When he- when yeah. Tom Wilson got the A and Ovechkin was like super happy with him in the, in, in the tunnel. Oh, was it the tunnel? Yeah, it was the tunnel. Um, and like, they were like smacking each other and Uh, stuff. I I got emotional watching that. Like I got emotional because of Tom Wilson. I got emotional because of Ovechkin. I got like, I don't feel like I ever would have seen Ovechkin do anything like that. Like 20, like, you know, 15 years ago. I don't, or six or uh, 13 years ago. I, I don't I don't think that would have been the case, uh, so it's, it's just crazy for me to think about when I'm, I'm I like when I look back and think of the the progress as not a goal scorer but just as a player as a whole that he's kind of done. I know for a fact when he breaks the record, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna you cry. Have to,
1: you have to understand, Nick, that this is gonna be a situation. Where in 25 years' time, your kids are going to come up to you and ask you, where were you? What were you doing when Ovi broke the record? Yeah. And you're going to sit down on your chair, crack open a beer, (laughs) say, come sit on my knee, son. I got a story Hmm. to tell you. Yeah. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great.
0: It's definitely going to be an awesome moment. But enough of that emotionalness. I'm sure there's, I do, there is one thing I'm going to want to talk about in terms of football, and I'm probably going to get emotional again, and it's not John Madden. I cannot talk about John Madden, okay? I cannot talk about John Madden without getting emotional, but um, I love him. I'll, I'll, I'll miss him. I, like I said, I, I'll, I, I did a video on him. I had to do the video like 13 times. Um, you can tell. Yeah, I had a very hard time getting through that video. I'm getting emotional again. All right, listen. Okay, All right. let's move on to <laughs> January the <football>. Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah, January football has been more entertaining this year than anything I have ever watched. On top of that, it's been literally year-round. So much has been going on, it's actually hard to keep up, honestly. <clears throat> uh, got
1: week 18, boy.
0: Yeah, week 18, I mean, so much drama, so many stories from week one to week 18. I, 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 but I do think this is a result of COVID, a symptom, if you will. Um, I think this is, I, I think everyone is just so bored, you know, uh, it, it, everything just gets like escalated bigger than it is. And I'm more than likely the players are probably being more dramatic and acting out in result. So it's kind of like everything's going downhill, but uphill at the same time.
1: Dramatic a team understatement. Yeah. <laughs> but I
0: mean, I, I, when you look at it from, from the outside, it's downhill. Uh, one team that's on a fucking constant decline is the fucking Carolina Panthers. Listen, I just said, I'll always love this team, okay? I always will. They announced that Matt Rule is staying.
1: Moments before the show.
0: Yeah, maybe about an hour before the show. What a fucking joke. Listen, I'm going to be fucking quick here because there's so much to talk about. And I literally already said what I wanted to say, like what, three episodes ago now? Yeah, it was like two or three shows ago. What I do want to say is why fucking keep him? Why? If you're not going to get rid of Matt Rule, get rid of your fucking offensive coordinator okay, every fucking fan of this goddamn team knows the deficiencies that this team is fucking lacking on a fucking weekly game basis, every fucking week, and if fans can tell what is going on, what do you think is happening with the teams on the field, they fucking know too, so when you got the fans and the opposing teams, okay, we're in a not a very easy division. Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What what the fuck do you want us to do against these fucking players? You got Tom Brady, the football Jesus. Like, <laughs> what do we do in this situation? What do we do? Like, bring in, listen. Bring
1: in Cam Newton, obviously.
0: No, he 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 alluded at retiring. What? Which is good. But listen, the, I if mean, this the guy's is another
1: 5 since he came back.
0: If this is another losing season next season, I I I I'm not kidding, I'm going to pick another fucking team to religiously follow or I'm going to do what I've done this year and just follow every team and watch them completely unbiasedly. I've had so much more fun watching the New England Patriots play. I've had so much more fun watching Micah Parsons play on the Dallas Cowboys. I've had so much more fun watching the Cincinnati Bengals play the way they're playing right now with Joe Burrows. Which, by the way, Baker Mayfield is what... I mean, sorry, Joe Burrows is what Baker Mayfield thinks he is, okay? Watching these... These players and watching these other teams has been so much more fun to me. On top of the fact of me not being able to walk in into any fucking sports store and buy gear at any given moment, okay, this is fucking annoying. I feel like I have no choice but to a be a uh, be a Tom Brady follower, and by that I don't mean to follow him on fucking Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. I mean <laughs> literally follow him with wherever whatever fucking team he goes to, because. Why do I have walk into my fucking sport check in Ontario, Canada and I see more fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear than anyone there? These are for what we call <clears throat> bandwagoners, okay? Also, I don't want to fucking be a fan of the fucking Buffalo Bills. I love Josh Allen, but I don't want to be a fan of uh, of this team. Everyone is a fan. this is the reason why I'm not a fan of the Leafs. And it's because everyone's a fan of the Leafs. Everyone's a fan of Leafs. Everyone, can everyone in Ontario, considers the Buffalo Bills their home team, which is Bills fine. Mafia. Exactly, Bills Mafia. They everyone in Ontario thinks that. And then you got people in Vancouver. Oh, their team is Seattle. Okay, that's all cool and all, but I don't want to. I don't want to follow those teams. Okay, I don't. I. I, I you know. <sighs> all right, that's enough of that. Let's. <laughs> Let's a just lot move has on. happened. A lot has happened <laughs> since we've been away. Good to football be back. yeah football has probably seen the most exciting and interesting thing football has probably been the most exciting and interesting thing to watch since game of thrones or the sopranos <laughs> this this past season okay it seemed the like drama. everyone it seemed like everyone is talking about antonio brown don't don't fucking worry. we're getting into this and even <laughs> if you're not a football fan you see someone stripping down, oh, throwing, you know. like, throwing it all down or in the crowd. I mean, you know, Even if it was a high school football game, you'd go, oh, shit. Let alone the fucking Super Bowl champions. Takes his gear off. Fuck you. I don't want this shirt either. Why is it on me? Off. Boom. See ya. Gloves. I'm surprised Fuck he didn't you take too. his pants
1: off either. Yeah. Kept his pants on. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Kids in the crown, Antonio. Exactly. Relax.
0: Then where are you headed? I'm going to that tunnel, and I'm going right across that fucking field. I'm the offense he was a part of was on the field for a third down. If you listen to the video, you can literally hear the announcer talk about it. And it's the third down. It's a big deal. The Jets were beating the Bucks. They were in a huddle. Strut- I think it was
1: like 2410 at the time.
0: It was 2410. This guy struts a aco- struts across the fucking end zone, shirtless, jumping jacks across the fucking field, throws Waving a peace sign. Fans. Throwing the peace <laughs> sign. Throws a peace <laughs> sign, high fives a buck fan, hops in an Uber, goes across the fucking or like, you know, goes across the fucking road or, you know, down the road whatever. Um, and you know, goes to a studio and drops a song within hours. Releases it on Apple Music. All on the same fucking day. The fact... Was it's another argu- diss
1: track on Logan Paul?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> the fact it's arguably one of the best players on earth. A player who caught a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Lived at Tom Brady's house. Tom Brady's vouched for him, which, you know, we'll talk about that. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Like, holy shit. There's no way anyone can make this up. In a movie, everyone's like, bullshit, never would happen. Even the announcer was saying he's never seen anything like this. Billions of dollars in media rights, to be exact, $110 billion. Everything so dialed in, and this happens. In the middle of a drive, one of your star players. <laughs> Leaves. Now, I did some (laughs) sniffing around. Sniffing around. Some research. (laughs) I I I do hope, though, AB is strong enough right now. It looks like it, because listen, the internet is still tearing him up. It is tearing him up like it's no one's but. Plus the memes.
1: He's getting torched online.
0: It's he's getting torched. You need a moment where you go, "This is hilarious." Okay, you're on the field, then, you know what, fuck this, I'm out. Looking happy as he jumping jacks off the field through the end zone. There was speculation that Antonio Brown was benched because of incentives. Because if you're unaware, um, in your position, if you play really well, get a certain amount of yards, playing 75% of the snaps or receiving yards or touchdowns, or tackles picks yeah, like a picks, signing bonus. Interceptions whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Y- y- you get a certain amount. And he was very close to getting a whole bunch. Um I don't know what
1: I think he was 56 yards away.
0: Yeah, from like getting like $333,000 and then like yeah. He was like one six. touchdown away from like something else. I think uh, yeah, he was like was... six receives. Yeah, there was there was a whole bunch of interceptions. Um you could be subject like I said to anywhere from three hundred k to a million or so extra apparently teams will also bench you or hold you out to make sure you don't get those bonuses. It happens, but with during that time you know one more week till the end of the regular season, I don't think that is the case.
1: I don't believe that that would be the case it's not especially with a player of his caliber like I understand he's like He's probably going through some shit, yeah. but like, he's still a great player.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. He's one of the one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, but he was on the cover
1: of Madden, so <laughs> yeah. obviously he was good. At least until then. That's when everything started going downhill.
0: Mm-hmm. But apparently now it's about Antonio Brown's ankle and him saying he can't play this is going to be something that we talk about forever and something we will never truly know about. Yep. Um, I think he was probably being slighted by the bucks after that whole Vax thing. At least that's what he thinks. Also, he said it felt off when he came back after his suspension. I actually, you know, when I was watching it, I had the whole situation on mute and I saw it and was like, Oh, okay. Like, I didn't think anything of it.
1: This is just Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah. And I know friends of mine, and I know, you know, probably people listening that know me were probably like, oh, Nick's probably going to have a lot to say about this. He's going to go in. Honestly, no. This, I I felt, I I feel bad for him.
1: That's what a lot of people that I've, like, heard, like, a lot of people who are, like, actually, like, talking about it. Not just, like, tweeting memes and shit. That's yeah, what I've I, heard a lot of people who are talking about it are saying. Like, he needs some help.
0: Yeah. He's probably I, I,
1: going through something.
0: I, 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 felt, I felt bad for him. I will say he's tough to, like... You know, he's, he's tough to like. There's no doubt about that. But I do feel bad for him. There's so much going on at this point. Something has to be up. You know, people are saying there's something going on mentally... People are saying it's CTE, whether they're joking or serious. I mean, we will never truly know. It's tough to see. I'm not going to lie. I did laugh immediately, like everyone else. But then as I let it marinate a bit in my brain... You I'm start thin- getting
1: more information.
0: Yeah, I start getting more information coming out. I'm thinking, damn! Like, on top of that, too, we're literally watching him fuck it up again. I mean... He's telling everyone to fuck themselves, and not just the Bucks, but the entire NFL. Like, now no one can hire you, man. You're unhirable. On one side, it's like, fuck, man. Like, you're an adult. Figure it out. You gotta figure yourself out, your life, your team. And also, why not talk to them? Why not talk to the front office? I mean, we don't fully know the situation still, but holy shit. January football. Goddamn. At the time, week 17 I mean- one-
1: like he was, I, I remember seeing something, something like I, people in Pittsburgh at the time loved him in the, in his time in Pittsburgh until I think yeah. like his last year, people loved him. He was a great player. He was fun. He was exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like, like something I, like, just switched. Something flipped or Mike Tomlin is literally the best coach of all time. <laughs> Honestly, like give him coach
1: no... of the year for the next 20 years. Yeah. Take it back from everybody else over the past 10 and give it to Mike Tomlin.
0: Crazy, crazy. But this is January football, man. Fucking what a crazy month and we're not even halfway through it. Like I said, it's hard to fucking like him. He keeps getting fucking champions and like I said, it's making me think, how the fuck did Mike Tomlin handle this? Or, you know, how did he do it? One of the greatest football players of all time. I don't want to get that skewed either. Like he is a very... Very, very good player. Like, to the point where he can change everything on an offensive line for the better. Like, defensive lines fear him. He is very fucking good at football. Okay, this guy is one of the best football players ever. Whether you like him or not, Antonio Brown is fucking amazing at the game of football. But listen, the thing is here, I mean, we kind of know what's up. Apparently, there is something with his ankle, like I said. He was asked to go into the game and just said he didn't want to go into the game. Shedding the pads, leaping through the end zone. That's punishable through, uh, I mean, that's probably punishable through the personal conduct policy. I don't think anyone will ever be okay with how he handled the situation. I mean, unless he was planning on retiring right there. Then in that case, um, if that's how he wanted to go out, then good exit, I guess. But who really knows? Apparently, when he came back from the three-week suspension, he didn't feel the love. So what then? Was his ankle actually that bad? And this was just the last straw? People say, but he jumping jacked across the field and peaced out during the game. One thing I know, this is not show friends, it's show business, okay? You have to do what's best for your team. I mean, his friends were saying not to play also, apparently. It has been said that Brown has a very high pain threshold. He also got an MRI, an MRI, uh, from a very high doctor, a highly sought out after doctor, or a doctor really high up in his field, and confirmed why Antonio Brown felt the pain he felt. Still, I mean, the Bucks released him. With him being released, the Bucks no doubt. Are probably worried he's going to get picked up. I mean, I mean, I I I, I doubt any team will. But again, you, he's a game changer. I mean, plus two, he's not on a suspension list. He didn't break any laws. I mean, the worst. The worst is probably probably the fine for shedding his pads and throwing his shirt and gloves in the stands, but, like, is that really a thing? Maybe leap, like, going across the field while, I mean, there was, like, again, they were in a huddle. There was, like, a snap hadn't taken place. It wasn't interfering with the game. I just know you can't throw a football in the stands. And he's not on any exempt list. So someone could hypothetically get him. And he would be dangerous on any team. But if he goes and plays, if he goes and plays somewhere else, it might go against his grievance he filed. But maybe it wouldn't matter if he went somewhere else. I mean, also on top of all that, text messages were released. Uh, were released between both Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown. All we know is that conversations happened. And then, boom. How you doing? Keep it moving. And Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he said Antonio Brown never mentioned anything of the pain in his ankle and that there was nothing there. Saying he didn't want to be in the game and that, you know, you can leave. Antonio Brown came out after and gave his side of the story in a very lengthy, very lengthy and very well-written post to the point when you read it, you think, okay, maybe obviously you can't do what he did, but at least he admits he's still working on himself, trying to become a better person and felt he was triggered for this to happen. I'm going to read the entire message. You could tell he was serious because... One, this post is so grammatically correct that it's blat- blatantly obvious he wanted to make sure this shit uh, was said and done right. So here's the post. He said, first of all, I'd like to express my, ga- my gratitude to the Bucks fans and my teammates. Okay. Um, I don't know if he wrote this, but I don't think it matters. A lot of people are saying, oh, I don't think he wrote this. It doesn't matter. First of all, I'd like to express my gratitude to the Bucks fans and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We worked together to resolve those difficulties and I will always appreciate that. Being part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true. I make mistakes. I'm working on myself and I have positive influences around me. But one thing I don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field no one can accuse me of not giving it my all every day and he does because of my commitment to the game i relented to pressure there di- I, I relented to pressure directly from my, i relented to pressure oh i relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured despite the pain i suited up the staff injected me with what i know now was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using, and I gave it my all for the team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline, and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him it's my ankle, but he knew that. It was well documented, and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, Coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done, while he ran his finger across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their quote-unquote spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That is 100% inaccurate. Not only did he know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged texts days before the game where he clearly acknowledged my injury. He obviously knew I was on the injury list and the GM acknowledged after the game in text messages to my camp that I did tell coach about my ankle pain on Sunday. All right. Now we're on the fucking next page here, and honestly, this is so well-written. Like, there's just so much to one fucking pack. All right. Page two. God damn. I know we were losing to the Jets, and that was frustrating for all of us, but I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes I walked off the field but there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I am reflecting on my reaction but there was a trigger. The trigger was someone telling me that I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past but my past does not make me a second class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I am in pain. First they cut me now they caged me. Instead of asking how I felt or getting to the bottom of it the team texted my camp promoting a totally false narrative that I randomly acted out without any explanation. They even told us in writing don't spin this any other way. I have stress. I have things I need to work on but the worst part of this has been the Bucks repeated effort to portray this as a random outburst. They are telling people that I first walked off, then I was cut. No, no, no. I was cut first, and then I went home. They threw me out like an animal, and I refused to wear their brand on my body, so I took my jersey off. As part of their ongoing cover-up, they are acting like I wasn't cut, and now demanding that I see a doctor of their choice to examine my ankle. What they did not know until now is that on Monday morning, I had an urgent MRI on my ankle. It shows broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligament torn from the bone, and cartilage lost, which are beyond painful. You can see the bone bulging from the outside. That must and can be repaired. The MRI has been read by two top orthopedic surgeons in NYC, including Dr. Martin O'Malley, Oh, Mally! At hospital for special surgery. Not realizing that I had already scheduled a surgery at HSS. The Bucks ordered me under penalty of discipline and with a few hours notice to show up to a more junior doctor at HSS for another opinion. What a joke. They're playing like I wasn't cut giving me a surprise attack order to show up to another doctor with no reasonable notice and setting this whole thing up as a basis to cut me because what they did on Sunday was not legitimate. Sorry, GM. I already received a, confirm, a confirming opinion from the top doc at the hospital you ordered me to go to already. I love the Bucks fans. I really do. I love my teammates and everyone who showed me grace and believed in me. I gave the Bucks everything I had on the field. What the organization is doing now needs to be cleaned up. I do not understand how people publicly claiming to be concerned about my mental health can do these things to me in private. Once my surgery is complete, I'll be back to 100% and looking forward to next season. Business is going to be booming. This is absolutely look don't get distracted by the fact that people are saying this wasn't him that wrote this okay whether it was him or not and he had some like ghost writer or whatever the fuck or he was walking around with a monocule in his eye and then holding a, a a whiskey glass underneath his hand and telling whoever it was to write up whatever he was trying to say this is his word and whether people think it's a mental health situation or not it's not your it's not your place to mention that this seems to be fairly accurate in what's happening i believe antonio brown did a run a beautiful route on one of the new york jets players so i i mean i don't know if that's attributed to the ankle like i don't know what's going on and now everything is coming down and laying down on the text messages between Aryan Arian, sorry Arians and Brown and I have this too so he texted him by him I mean A- Antonio Brown so BA Brian Arians texted Antonio Brown this is BA make sure you're ready to go tomorrow we are not we are not resting for the playoffs then he said call me Antonio Brown sent him a picture of him getting his ankle looked at. He said, I'm all in, coach. Really can't get to full speed. I want to win. Be there. If I wake up tomorrow, feel better. I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it outside on two-point play. I want what's best for the team. Let me know when you're free. I'll call you. Brian Arians replied, come see me in the morning. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. So here's the thing. I don't think Arians lied. I think he was under the impression that on the sideline, he didn't know he was actually hurt, maybe. But even then, it doesn't make sense. I think right now, AB has the proof either way. So who really knows? I'm pretty sure there is going to be more coming out even more that's already come out, because that entire sideline is mic'd up. So what I wouldn't be surprised is what's happening is they, and by they, I mean the Bucks, are going to go through all the footage, then more than likely going to hit up NFL Films and say, hey, get this fucking released. But the Buccaneers have also released a statement in regards to all of this, and this is that. By the way, all these statements are all verbatim, So this is, once again, Buccaneers. Buccaneers' statement on the release of Antonio Brown. Quote, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have terminated the contract of Antonio Brown effective immediately. While Antonio did receive treatment on his ankle and was listed on the injury report the week leading up to last Sunday's game, he was cleared to play by our medical team prior to the start of the game, and at no point during the game did he indicate to our medical personnel that he could not play. We have attempted multiple times throughout this week to schedule an evaluation by an outside orthopedic specialist, yet Antonio has not complied. Maintaining the health and wellness of our players is one of the utmost importance to our organization. There's a lot of boom mics on that sideline. Yep. This is huge. Okay. This is a he said, they said... You know, or you know, he said. He said. She said. Situation, but it's a he said. They said. Normally, it's a he said. She said. But this time, it's a he said. They said. (laughs) In this particular case, he said. They said. They said. He said. But we, we have to hear what they both said. (laughs) This is not something. The NFL wants to dive back into because, like I was saying before, the NFL got ridiculed for apparently not treating the players well and putting their players back in games after still being hurt. There, I mean, there was a new CBA, new guidelines, new rules, movies, documentaries. There's no way the NFL is going to let something like that happen again. So, if that audio is available, it's going to be released soon. Man, like, this is. This is a lot more deeper than someone
1: We're shedding their the gear. Man. Oh
0: my god, it it is. And it, it, the thing is, not like people from the outside of the NFL, like I'm sure even you, just looked at this and just saw someone leaping across the field. This is going to go much deeper, and it's because of now this underlying information that's coming out about his ankle, you know, being played when you're not supposed. To, I I like I'm I have a story about my own ankle playing before so
1: like the whole we aren't resting before the playoffs why wouldn't you do that
0: i don't you guys I don't... are
1: in a spot you're in a spot if antonio brown's injured like clearly obviously after he after he left that game they came back and won <clears throat> so obviously you guys can win without him so if he's got a problem let him rest let him relax yeah sit on the bench even
0: this story is so much deeper this is heavy than just a player having issues. And I know it doesn't seem like it, but it is, because this can literally shake a lot.
1: This can shake the
0: walls of the NFL. Yeah. And I think the Buccaneers feel confident. And the reason why I think that is because they released him. But I'm also sure, I mean, BA definitely gave a strict set of rules uh, to his players. The thing that was interesting to me, when I watched that footage, over, I've seen it probably about 40 times now, is why Mike Evans was the only one who tried to help or calm down Antonio Brown. No one else went over to him. It could feed into the narrative that they did, in fact, told him to leave, but we need that audio. This is all mic'd up. Like,
1: this is going to go on for a long time. Like, when, as I said, like, this is right at the beginning. This is going to go into the off season. People are going to start, some, like, when more information comes out, people are going to start speculating, like, what could have <laughs> happened if he stayed, blah, 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 blah. If, like, mm-hmm. if they didn't kick him off the field, if that's true. Um, we're going to get that audio at some point. Mm-hmm. And when the audio comes out, I feel like there's going to be so much talk. 100%. So much questioning.
0: And another thing. About what happening. Another thing that happened with Antonio Brown is that he apparently had a meltdown during the halftime in the locker room. So, this story is continuing and will continue throughout the playoff push for the other teams throughout week 18, which is going to be tomorrow. Throughout the playoffs for sure. Antonio Brown making some serious allegations. Not against just the Bucks, but the NFL as a whole. The only way to get this settled is with the audio. But here's the funny thing. This is the funny thing. A toilet-licking thought was involved with Antonio Brown. And apparently knew everything that was going to happen before it happened. And you heard that right. A toilet-licking thought. If you don't know this girl, she's an OnlyFans model named Ava Louise. Who licked a toilet seat in 2020 as a COVID challenge. She is on the record stating Antonio Brown murmured, Wait till you see what I do tomorrow. She said that she filmed a few porn videos on her phone with him. She also said she had to sneak into the hotel because hotels are locked down due to the COVID protocol bubbles. But also, when NFL teams get into the hotels, there are guards and police to make sure that the opposing team fans and even the team fans don't get in and fuck shit up, start pissing off Tom Brady, whatever, you know. There's been stories where players sneak in people that you know aren't supposed to have people in you no know, giving girls like thirteen size thirteen Jordans and huge sweaters and shit the fact she was able to get in with all this uh, Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady definitely in the area is cause for concern Let's be fucking honest here. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the funny part. She posted, Buccaneers, test your team. Alluding that she may have fucking k- 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 corona. And let me tell you, this is B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. Oh, my God. Okay? And only fans thought, got in the mix on all of this shit. The plot thickens with Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers, who have terrible fucking security, and they have the greatest player of all time. How the fuck does Ava... Uh, how the fuck... Now, Ava got so close that she was able to take a photo of, like, meetings on this floor, um, food on this floor uh like quarterbacks are here specialists are here and now she has COVID I don't know if she's saying Antonio Brown gave it to her I mean I don't know this whole situation is fucked like I don't I don't I don't even like sneaking like there's a like the guards usually hang out um from what I from what I've seen from interviews and and whatnot like the guards or the police will literally stay up all night Like, if you happen to wake up at four a.m., the guard is still in front of the fucking stairs. Still in or the the police still in front of the the, either the guard or the policeman is still in front of the the uh, the stairs or the and both the elevator. Like, if you happen to wake up at like four a.m., they're still gonna fucking be there. I mean, Eva Louise was drunk. Saw a bunch of people get on an elevator. Got off the elevator. Found Antonio Brown's room. Fucked him. Slept there walked out. Ava Louise is a fucking gangster and the security people there are terrible at their fucking jobs. The fuck is going on with Tampa Bay? This team is a reality fucking TV show. Okay? (laughs) I don't understand everything that is going on there. I do hope that we get this information soon. I do hope that we get the um the audio soon and has to come soon. And it has to come soon. We need it. So hopefully maybe they're going through it. Hopefully they have people going through it right now. And I'm by people I mean both the Bucks and the NFL. What I do wanna say is congrats to the Bengals and Joe Burrows. The fans have cheered for a team and a program that I think might work harder than any other team. The coaches and front office staff did nothing but work, work, work. Like that one song, you you know, Andy Dalton and them went on a run, won 11 games one season and got to the playoffs. After the run ended, they didn't. They weren't able to continue watching the fucking Super Bowl. They got into their fucking cars and went to every single college and scouted because the Bengals didn't have a scouting team. Every other team in the NFL has like 25 to 50 people in their scouting department for them. Looking at film, doing everything else. These guys had to scout people, look at film, and had to eat cafeteria food, fucking nachos and cheese from their stadium to feed them while they do this. Every other team has fucking full-blown chefs to cook their staff for them. Cook for their staff and their players for them. They have no fucking in- Okay, the next thing is they have no fucking indoor facility And they practice underneath a fucking highway. Like they're homeless. Okay? (laughs) The fans, the staff, the players have done nothing but give 100%. So congrats to the Cincinnati Bengals for winning AFC North. Because it's hot in the kitchen in Cincinnati. And the kitchen staff there are a young group of guys that are electrifying to watch Jamar Chase might be the fastest human being in Ohio, okay? He embarrassed players like he was on Varsity Team and everyone else was on JV. Joe Burrows was fucking outstanding. This guy's going to be the fucking face of this team for the next 10 years. We are in the middle of Burrow season, and it's fucking cold. I mean, I mean, fuck so in, in, in the last two weeks, he's had a 1,000 passing yards. What? So I have it here. Week 16, 525 passing yards, four tutties, and zero interceptions. Week 17, 446 passing yards, four tutties, zero interceptions again. He's the only player to ever win back-to-back games with 400 yards, four tutties, and zero interceptions. Is that good? That is very good. <laughs> that sounds good. That is very good. good. And he's also new to the league. He's not even... He's still on rookie contract. So he's not... Like... This guy's a amaz- Bengals are hosting a playoff game. And now they're winners of AFC North. The chemistry between Jamar Chase and Joe Burrows could be similar to that of Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. Now, they have years and years and years of bonding. They're able to just look at each other and, you know, know what the play is or if the play is going to change without any sort of actual signal. But this is damn near close. Damn near fucking close. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrows, if you didn't know, also work together together. In college in LSU. Which, by the way, Matt Rule coached them. Jamar Chase came to the Bengals after Joe. And no doubt when Jamar uh, was eligible. Joe Burrows went to Duke Tobin. Who I think was still the acting GM at the time. And said, yo, fucking acquire Jamar Chase immediately. Acquire him. Acquire this boy. Because me and him got it. And now, Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, okay, and, um, the fuck is his name? Uh, shit. Ah, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, okay, are probably super stoked to be working with these two kids, these two young studs. Watching Joe and Jamar as a fan of the Bengals must be insane to watch. Because I watch as a non-fan of the team. I watch as a fan, just as a fan of Joe. Seeing what will happen and whatnot. But I'm stoked. Congrats to them once again. I mean, Jamar Chase had more uh, rushing yards than fucking Mahomes had passing yards. You know they're setting records against the Ravens. Joe Burrow's dancing, smoking cigars in the change room. Oh man, I'm so freaking stoked. On to another quarterback, Russell he's, Wilson. Uh,
1: just uh, before we continue on, um, Burrow is out for tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So there was possible. It was possible that he was going to be injured, but yeah, they've already um... made it. They've already made it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're just
1: going to rest him.
0: Thing, he, he, yeah, Talking about he, rest.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, he's out for tomorrow, but they've made it, so congrats and uh we'll see you in the playoffs. Hell yeah, man. It's gonna be I'm exciting to watch these uh playoffs coming up. I gotta find something to do with hockey being so garbage.
0: <laughs> so Russell Wilson back in the conversation, possibly leaving Seattle. He said he hopes it's not his last game, but he knows it's not his last NFL game. Does that mean Russell Wilson will be shipping off to a new team? seemed really real, especially with what's going on and how they've been playing. I feel like he's already out of there, and he knows. I wouldn't be surprised. Plus, people have already speculated that he's a giant next season. So I don't know how that's going to go. Now, whether that's good, who knows? He probably wouldn't have even mentioned anything if it wasn't a possibility, I don't think. His contract situation, I mean, who knows? Pete Carroll is apparently gone. Wow. Yeah. They he's probably, been there for years. Since, he what, has,
1: 2012, 2013,
0: I think? He's been there for a while. Yeah, 2012, I believe. They probably sat down with Russell and said, look, we seem to be going different ways. We can release you and let you go have fun. We will always love you, though. I wouldn't be surprised if that. I mean, Chicago Bears apparently were really really interested in Russell Wilson and made an actual attempt to trade for him. I think also, too, Russell probably definitely wants what Tom Brady is doing, making his own offense, creating his own team. I really don't think he mentions anything if he isn't gone. I don't think contract talk is the issue. I think they just want the best for the Seahawks and the best for Russ, which could be a very good thing.
1: I mean, he said on Thursday that he wants to stay.
0: Yeah, he does want to stay. I will make that clear. He and wants like, to stay.
1: But he's a huge fan favorite. He's been there for years.
0: It is getting evident now that it might be time for a change. So, I mean, who really knows? Cleveland Browns, not in the playoffs. Listen, TJ really? Watt. Yeah, they're not there. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Never,
1: never would have guessed.
0: I mean, they made it last year and they did really yeah. well. They, um, But listen, TJ Watt went fucking off against the Cleveland Browns. Okay, this guy is absolutely insane. I don't know who's better between him and his older brother, JJ who is also one of the fucking best ever. Fucking so much talent in that family. Jesus. Here's his sheet. Okay? After the game. First career four-sack game. Now leads the league in sacks with 21.5 sacks in only 14 fucking games. 1.5 sacks away from the new NFL record. And 14.5 career sacks against the Browns, which is most versus any opponent. Dude, he looked fucking scary, okay? There was a shot of him yelling, and he pointed at Baker. He reminded me of that fucking bully on A Christmas Story. What's that kid's name? The, cu- the guy that beats the <laughs> shit out of the kids in the alleyway? Was it, what's his name? Flarkus or something? Yeah. have no idea. <laughs> he so funny. S- he looked scary as shit. What does Baker say there? Nothing. Baker can't say a fucking word. And Baker's a chatty guy. TJ looking for Baker constantly and saying, I'm either going to fucking sack you or drop you into half coverage, bro. What the fuck is up? T.J. Watt single-handedly bullied Baker. Plus, he has a super competitive brother, like I just mentioned. Like, J.J. is definitely saying, Hey, buddy, I got like four of these records, relax. And that must be the biggest fucking motivation that you could ever have. Which is absolutely awesome to me. T.J. is so fucking much fun to watch play football. Holy shit. I mean, into Baker, though, he's displayed that... He can suffer through his injuries and show how tough he is like my dad brought that up and i understand oh he has you know his entire like left side of his body is fucking broken i mean my dad's a big browns fan but him being hurt does that even fucking matter so many people are talking about that like i just don't see what it says like what is this i mean like keenum like i don't i I don't know and 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 baker's entire left side of his body doesn't work Not his throwing arm. They're like, oh wow, this really... He's in a brace. Oh wow, this really shows his courage. He's got a brace on. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's tough to judge him (laughs) with all the injuries. But I mean, fuck. They're still putting him out there to throw the ball. And we're all watching him not be good at throwing the ball. Then we're watching other people. Very good at throwing the ball. And Baker and the Browns, I mean, almost beat Rodgers and the Packers on Christmas Day. But a lot of teams almost beat teams. But the fact is here, there is so much bad tape on Baker Mayfield. It's fucking unbelievable. And look, if it's not Baker's fault, then it's Stefanski's. It's Stefanski's fault for not having the offense... Go after a fucking grizzly of a man on the Steelers and take him down. Dude, come on. All these crazy defensive players on the other team and nothing. So is is Stefanski just letting the gates just fucking stay open? Because what was happening? Like, I saw a very hot take that Stefanski is making Bayfield... Or Bayfield. Is making Baker Mayfield throw and do whatever, play injured maybe, to essentially expose him. Whether that's true, who the fuck knows. So, does Stefanski want to work without him? Like, he's your best quarterback in so long. Got you to the playoffs, then beat the Steelers, got very close to beating the Chiefs, but we are moving on. That's a fucking hilarious sentiment. But then you look, you got Nick Chubb on the fucking, like, who, by the way, is one of the best fucking players in the league. Nick Chubb on the sideline with a fucking jacket, averaging 14 yards a carry. And it's like, are we trying to win here or fucking prove a point? Are we trying to win or prove a point? You have to ask that. Are the players asking questions? Because I watched that, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? And then there's people saying, oh, they were saving Chubb. Saving Chubb for what? This is a non-playoff-making team. This is a non-playoff-making team we are talking about here. Why are we saving Chubb? Why are they saving Chubb? Okay, okay, Baker was obviously hurt and getting fucking destroyed. T.J. Watt was picking up, literally picking him up, and going, oh, what shoulder was it? Left? Okay, cool. Bang! 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 Bang!" Fucking four fucking sacks, okay? There's rumors him and Stefanski aren't getting along. What the hell is this? You're on, this is contract year. Is Stefanski saying, "Oh, oh, you know more than me? Fine, go ahead. And we have to hope that that's not the case, because this doesn't help anyone. This doesn't make the team look good. This makes Stefanski look like a child. Again, Baker Mayfield is shined in a horrible light. These guys have the ability and the skill to make it to the playoffs. Properly and regularly, I want to add. But they seem to cut it short every fucking time, except for last season. So, what is happening on this team? But look, my dad was even saying, things like he thinks Chubb would have crazy yardage this season, possibly even ahead of Jonathan Taylor. But look at this. The issues with Stefanski and Mayfield seem to be the only justification as to why Chubb isn't getting the ball. Or, does Stefanski not like Chubb either? Because Stefanski, because Stefanski and Mayfield... I mean, it can't be the problem for every. I mean, you got Miles Garrett out there playing with essentially one leg. So, what the fuck is going on? This team is crazy to think about. I don't even. Uh, I did actually. I did look it up before. Cleveland did pick up Baker Mayfield's option contract, which is something like eighteen point eight million dollars. Okay. Carolina picked up Sam Darnold's option. So it's a possible thing that can happen. These things happen. If they want to move on from Baker now, you either have to trade him or cut him. And look, he's good enough where he is. But is he good enough outside of that? If he does get picked up, could he be the guy? But then you got to compete with a player who wants to be the star, like Gardner Minshew. He had that crazy game. One, went to the front office, or sorry, he won, had that awesome moment in the parking lot with his dad, Flint, which again, if you haven't seen that video, it is one of the most heart-warming, heart-touching videos you'll ever watch. He went to the front office and said, listen, I want to be a starter, make that happen. They said, no, go back up Jalen Hurts. So I won't be surprised if Gardner starts seeking out starter opportunities. He wants to be a star too. Could Baker be a good backup? Uh, probably not. I think somewhere we'll give him the chance to start. Probably sign a one-year. See what happens. Cleveland has a lot of options that could end up being their starter to replace Baker, because this season seems to be a lot. There's, I mean, there's quite. A, I mean, Fitzpatrick, aka Fitz Magic, c- could come back. There's a lot of options. But is all this getting to Baker's head. Because there's a part of me thinking, hey, you're playing around with faux show money. Looking for mo money, but you could end up with no money. Okay? This year, big disappointment for Cleveland. Report from cleveland.com says apparently Stefanski and Mayfield hate each other. They hate each other's guts. And Stefanski wanted to expose that Baker Mayfield might be shit at quarterback. The Browns were projected, I want to say, to be in the playoffs. yeah, And they're not.
1: Especially after last season.
0: Exactly. But the fact of the matter is, if you move on from from Baker, you have to replace him with someone better. But who is that? And that is where the conversation needs to start. Personally, I'm not going to lie. When this whole entire situation started with Stefanski, when he first showed up, I thought, good thing. If they don't get rid of Baker Mayfield, they got to get rid of Stefanski, because I think he might... I think in, in line for worst coaches in NFL history so far in this season, uh, Urban Meyer, Matt Rule, and then Stefanski. Kevin When Stefanski. did Stefanski
1: uh, get with... Um... Cleveland
0: two years ago three years ago ago.
1: so okay so he was a part of the run last year where they actually played he was
0: he was he was man all right another situation with another QB one Jalen Hurts we talked about him briefly um a moment ago with uh Gardner Minshew being his backup his QB one for the Eagles released a statement as fans fall from the elevated area leading into the tunnel at no other than the fucking Washington football field FedEx FedEx field. He says, and I quote to whom it may concern. I am writing to inquire about what follow-up action is being considered in response to the near tragic incident that took place at FedEx field on January 2nd, 2022. As you are aware, Many individuals, including fans, media personnel, and myself, were placed in a dangerous situation when portions of the FedEx Field tunnel collapsed. Although I was able to prevent the barrier from crashing onto me, that was not the same for others who could have been suffer- who could be suffering from lingering injuries. Though the initial shock, my first reaction was to assist those involved. However, while I displayed a calm and composure, I understand the severity of what happened and am extremely concerned for the well-being of the fans and media. As a result, I would like to know what safeguards the NFL and the Washington football team are implementing to prevent this from occurring in the future. The resources of the NFL and team organizations ensure our safety through playing this physical sport, but what happened on Sunday put both fans and players unnecessarily at risk long after the final whistle. I look forward to hearing from you on this matter. Sincerely. Jalen Hurts. Look, I've talked about the state of FedEx Field before, but good fucking lord, I mean, two poop pipes exploded at this fucking stadium. <laughs> this could have been really fucking bad. I'm not gonna touch too much on this. Jalen could have gotten hurt, which I know it's the I don't want to, I don't want that to be the first thing I mention, as if like oh he's the celebrity's the only thing that matters, but he's also worth a shitload of money, like. The Philadelphia Eagles have put money on him. So, that's the issue, right? Someone could have got seriously hurt. There was a photographer who was right under the fucking banister that broke. And his his bald head was right there. Holy shit. $110 billion media deal. All this money. Plus from merch. Jerseys, tickets, concession, etc. Then he got this fucking field. What a goddamn joke. I mean, the Washington football team is a... Is about to unveil a new, a new name, new branding. Good for the program.
1: Yeah, but, absolutely.
0: But why don't you fix this field? They need you're to gonna, fix that. You're, you're spending all this money that. on new jerseys, on new this, on new that, new branding. Fix your field, Dan Snyder. What are you doing? This is why your fucking field is always empty. Because no one wants to fucking go to this shitty stadium. I mean, for fuck's sakes, the Dallas Cowboys brought their own bench. Because you have lawn chair equivalent shit. And Jerry Jones doesn't want his fucking, you know, five to $20 million players sitting on that kind of shit. No, he wants the best for his players. Do you not want the best for your players? What is happening here? It pisses me off. It's it's annoying. Not and I'm not even a, like. It looks it makes the entire NFL look bad. And I know it's just the, the Washington Football Team, but I'm sorry. It makes the NFL look bad. It makes it look cheap. It makes it look like they don't care about their stadiums. That all they care about is money. This is not a good thing. I know it's. I, I, you, you could easily brush over this, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, cool. The Washington football team is changing their name. Change your stadium. Change your yeah, change your fucking stadium.
1: <laughs> like come on.
0: <clears throat> also, I like the name Washington football team if I'm being totally honest. I don't I don't know about you guys. I like that name. I don't know why I do. It grew on me. At first, I didn't like it. I knew the name was going to get changed eventually. But I don't know, it sounds old school like it feels like it's a name yeah. that could be in the 50s or 60s. I actually yeah. I actually like the name Washington football team, and I don't know why. Apparently now it's going to be Admirals. It was leaked. That's fucking, I don't know, Washington Admirals. One of the other names was Defenders. Washington Defenders sounds cool, and I would absolutely like that. Washington Defenders. I think that flows perfectly, I think. Admirals sounds too generic. Is there but a the Warriors FedEx Field team? Yeah, the, well, no, there's I,
1: not a Warriors team. I don't think.
0: No, I don't think the war. I don't think the Warriors are. or one of the. I think there's like six names that they announced on their Twitter. That that's a possibility. But I think the Admirals was unintentionally leaked because I think uh, there was a website that if you typed in like Washington Admirals, it directed you right to the Washington football team website. Uh uh-huh. So, but yeah, FedEx Field, Jesus. You can't be putting fucking zip ties on the fucking thing and walking off. You can't also be staying You can't also be saying stay the fuck off the field and then say you offered medical advice and whatever the fuck. Ugly situation. Probably legally now too. I mean, Jalen could have easily blown his knee out. There goes that fucking season.
1: Yeah, and then like, and then like you what do you do? What do you do? You charge like the, Washington like, with the damages.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture up for everyone to see. So hopefully I can get a timestamp here. Um, they the when the banister broke, Jalen. I'm not even kidding. Was probably probably a foot from having it fall directly on him. Like this could have gone so fucking bad in so many ways. So fucking bad. Alright, there's one thing I need to talk about, and this is the one I've been dreading to talk about. Let's talk about this fucking MVP, okay? These awards are being voted on by people that, I don't know, they're deciding who the champion is, they're people that own, I guess, or I guess own big stakes in like media outlets. This is the best, they're voting on the best in the league during the season. But do you give a fuck about those people? No. The Associated Press All-Pro Team arguably don't know shit about like 50% of the game. They act like they know. And I said before, Aaron is highly... I said Aaron was highly unlikely to win MVP again. But if he did, it's going to stir some shit up. And, oh boy, did he do that. And... Aaron expected it too. He played so good this season that it just seems obvious to have him win it. I think
1: it's wild. Like in the, during all of the stuff that happened in like the early goings of the season and everything, they still have the best record in the league.
0: Look at his. Look at their percentile. It's like eight hundred plus. It's insane. Yeah,
1: it's a uh, eight thirteen.
0: He essentially forced it to happen. He essentially forced. To win like he forced the voters to vote for him. He's playing prime time A plus A one football. So this dude, Hub Arkush, who literally no one gives a fuck about, who probably never played a snap in his fucking life, calls Aaron Rodgers the biggest jerk in the league. So this brings up something that I've always thought of. Hub, Hoob, fucking, you know what, fuck it. Pornhub Arkush said, and I quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and still be the MVP. Talking about Aaron Rodgers. Who brought them to the number one seed. And the best in the NFC. This hub guy is a fan of the Chicago Bears. A team who fucking stinks. That is out of the playoffs. And moving out of the city they are in. There's a fucking situation popping off in Chicago every fucking week about disorderly or player misconduct. And they're constantly in the fucking papers or whatever the fuck. This fucking asshole who said Aaron Rodgers. Who saved, by the way, countless of businesses in California. Getting nothing but praise by both his coaches and players throughout the entire season. This is the biggest jerk. And by the way, P-Hub, I'm talking directly to you now. Aaron Rodgers would run fucking circles around you. If you actually spoke to him and had an intellect type of battle, you dumbass. I am fucking fed up like everyone else. This shit makes me... This shit takes me back. And probably everyone else. Where you got fucking bums and dumbasses voting on shit. Whether you're like in high school, whatever the fucking case may be. MVPs are a huge part of your legacy. Something that will push you in conversation. But I'm once again saying... Who the fuck cares about these guys? So this makes me think. Like, first off, you're doing this publicly for fuck's sakes? Who are you? This guy has no respect for Aaron Rodgers' accomplishments. Now, I understand if it got, like, you know, Jesus, I don't know, fuck. Like, MVPs push you in talks of greatest of all time now you got a fucking asshole like p hub or whatever and whatever the fuck his last name is pushing personal agendas because you're a fan of the bears or you're judging someone on their character like i fucking knew this was going to happen but i didn't think i was going to get this fucking pissed if you start nitpicking and saying you don't like the guy well your fucking vote should be taken away from you for this year since you're clearly out of touch and have some fucking sort of vendetta. Focus on what they did on the field. The Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is based on someone's character, not the fucking MVP. Let's not mix them together. Like, what makes some... Like, what makes someone horrible to you might not be terrible to me. What is this, fucking politics? What the hell is going on here? Aaron is cemented in stone in football history. Whether you fucking like it or not, you bald fuck. But like, these awards being voted on by people who don't give a fuck about you is so severely annoying. This MVP award is important as much as I don't want to fucking admit it. Because... When you're talking about the greatest players of all time, this is something that's always brought up. And Aaron Rodgers' response, though, to P-Hub is great, saying, and I quote, he's a bum, an absolute bum. His problem <laughs> is I'm not vaccinated. If that's the case, then name it most vaccinated player. Hell Yeah. <laughs> yes I love that response yo that's awesome fuck this guy and trying to get the light fucking how you doing keep it moving I know Aaron doesn't give a shit if he wins the MVP or not I do want him to get it I hope he does but just to fucking spite this fucking guy how can we trust this guy's vote now when you're being biased in this situation how do we trust you to make the right decisions for these players which is why I don't think they should be fucking involved. And yeah, here's that's my a
1: idea. And inv- that's a personal vendetta that should exactly, be
0: involved. Exactly. Which is why I'm bringing up my next point. I think, and I know everyone is probably going to agree with me. I think the NFL Hall of Fame should get together and make their own fucking MVP. Beginning of every season, 10 people get selected out of the Hall of Fame and they choose. They know the limits, they know the work, they know what it is that's needed to be MVP because they're also MVP. Some of them, multiple MVP awards. They know what it means to be the best. Let these guys choose. Get these gold jacket wearers back in the talks of football, back in the sport. Let's not just fucking have them up on the stage when someone else gets inducted into the Hall of Fame and let them hand out the reward. Let them choose. Plus, imagine being an unexpected young guy like, you know, like whoever, and all of a sudden your name gets announced saying you're the MVP, and you're given the MVP by fucking Peyton Manning. That'd be unreal. Lo- that would be unreal. Or hear that MV. Or or sorry. Or hear that Manning like voted for you. Or Edger and James, for example. Terrell Owens. Ray Lewis, Warren Sapp, Deion Sanders, and so many other great players. This would be an amazing ceremony. And you know damn well everyone in the Hall of Fame would be great at doing this. And everyone would probably say yes. Fuck this guy. Fucking P-Hub r And fuck this, bu- this bullshit fucking agenda that they fucking push. That guy should be fired. And something else should fucking happen because... That is not cool at all. Not cool at all. I'm not. I. I I don't want. No. Fuck that. He should have never said shit. Fucking low life. Here's another fucking crazy thing. New York City is fed up with the Jets and the Giants. And you heard that right. I said the New York City. And they're saying, "Hey, you guys are New York teams." well, why do you keep playing in New Jersey? Oh, shut up. I don't want to fucking hear it. Here's a $6 billion lawsuit. How you fucking doing keep it moving? It's kind of funny. Wait, hold on. Yeah, you just heard that right. They're New York teams playing in fucking New Jersey. Have they always played out of New Jersey? Pretty much. Hey, you guys are fucking, you guys are the fucking Jersey Jets now. You guys fucking stink. See ya. Like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if they were winning. Or, I mean, even if the name, I think, like, uh, what's it called? Like, Newark? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm Canadian. Yeah, Newark. I'm pretty sure that's, like, right on the line. But, like, it's not Newark. It's New York. That's their city. That's the city that they're based out of. But they play in Jersey. Also, too, not fucking once in the past five years has the Jets been above a 500 percentile. Not even fucking game one sucks. Not even game one. The New York State is gonna get a fuckload of money now. I mean, no offense to Jersey, but I'm sure even people there are probably like, "You guys are New York Jets, New York Giants. Why the fuck are you playing here?"
1: I mean, low key though, New Jersey Jets sounds awesome.
0: The name sounds awesome.
1: The sound it's it rolls off the tongue really well.
0: But why not just, you know, give New Jersey one of them. The New Jersey Jets. Yeah. Give them the team. Keep the Giants there. I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's wild.
0: Fucking hilarious to me. Holy. Yeah.
1: Like, do you, imagine how sick that would be to, like, be playing in a New York team. And then, like, in the background of the stadium, you can see, like, the skyline and everything. Because, like, I know New Jersey isn't... Super close to New York. Like, it is in respect to the not. size of the city, but it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking so funny. <laughs> so awesome. fucking funny. I mean, to be fair, I know the San Francisco 49ers don't play in San Francisco. They play somewhere else. Um, I forget where. I don't know. Um, and I think they got kicked out of that stadium, too. Um But yeah, I mean, it's just fucking so funny. It's just so weird, too, at the same time. (laughs) Alright, and one thing that I want to get into before I get into the final uh, topic for today. Jaguars are keeping Trent bulky as the GM, and the fans are pissed in the most hilarious way possible. With fans changing their Twitter profile pictures to clowns, with the owner's mustache on the clown picture... And the fans are replying to every single fucking tweet made by the Jaguars <laughs> on their Twitter with this fucking picture. Fans are also apparently planning on going to the last game as a fucking clown.
1: Okay, I need so, to watch this game.
0: So, <laughs> I'm sure this is going to be hilarious. Their Twitter is filled with this meme.
1: You can't get away from it. No, Can it is absolutely hilarious.
0: It. I was laughing so hard at I mean, in all serious though, they should probably get rid of Trent and start fresh after getting rid of Urban Meyer. I, I I just can't wait to see those red. I want. I can't wait to see how many red noses actually show up in the stands for this guy. I mean, if any. <laughs> I mean, who really knows at this point? But it does seem their fan base on Twitter is super passionate about this clown meme. I mean, they have nothing else to be passionate about other than losing they face off against the Indianapolis Colts and we will see what happens there. I'm pretty sure if they win they shut down the Steelers' opportunity for the playoffs. But um I mean actually that seems like a possibility because the Colts haven't won in like 5 years or something like that.
1: Like in Jacksonville
0: just playing against Jacksonville. Just they playing haven't... against them? Yeah. Hmm. but I mean I doubt that will be something that happens with how bad they are this season but I mean who really knows on top of the Jaguars they interview on top of that the Jaguars have interviewed six coordinators and also Doug Peterson old head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles the interview for Peterson had actually has already happened Um, but he could bring something special to that team
1: Is that the coach that coached them when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago?
0: He was. He could bring something special and something different to the Jaguars program that might be a good thing for him. I like his coaching style, if I'm being totally honest. I know there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts about him, but I do like the way he coaches. I think he he, he builds a real bond with his players, and I think he really cares about football, and I think he really cares about his teammate or about his players. Them picking a coach has to go one of two ways though, either new face with new ideas type of coach or already known and vetted coach. I don't think I don't think the first option is going to be the route they go. Because of what happened with Urban Meyer,
1: I was going to say Urban Meyer was a new face, new coach type thing. So I feel exactly. like going out and getting the veteran coach, someone who's got championship caliber coaching style, exactly. just to at least, at least for a few years, to set a ground mm-hmm. and maybe get them winning some
0: games. Exactly. Uh, so is I don't very s- important. Yeah. So I don't see them giving like a coordinator a head coaching job, mostly just because of their luck with it. So I mean fuck, you got like Jim Caldwell, who's available. So I mean there are good vetted coaches out there that are that are definitely willing to get back in the seat, put the cans on and try to get some wins. I mean Jim Caldwell, the old head coach of the Detroit Lions and the Indianapolis Colts, and assistant coach and quarterbacks coach of the Miami Dolphins. He's available. I hope I hope he gets interviewed. It would be great to see him coaching again. He's a great head coach. If you're Khan, I'd be asking, I'd be asking yourself, why do I keep, why do I keep stinking, acquiring and keeping head coaches? I would do my best to figure that out and then pick someone or better yet, let your front office do that. Let your front office find a coach, except Bulky, don't let him do that. Get your get your player operations fella to do that. Don't let him get it. Literally anyone though would be a better will be a better option than Urban Meyer, let's be fucking honest. But there's still a lot of work that needs to happen on that team. Like there's a first of all, that whole locker room situation needs to be sorted out before anything really crazy ends up happening before anything really serious ends up going down. The final topic, and I'm probably going to get emotional here, is with the Steelers again. Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, he got a win. TJ Watt, four sacks. Last game, he sat down and took it all in. Heinz Field. The entire fucking stadium stayed and cheered. This is last em- game in
1: Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Before he possibly retires. Most likely retires.
0: Ben got emotional. You got emotional. I got emotional. We all got fucking emotional, okay? Yeah. Ben wanted it one last time. Ben threw a tutty. I mean, they probably aren't going to make the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. And I'm not saying this was like a Super Bowl win or like a playoff win. Um, but it did feel like a big moment in its own right. 18 seasons, man. That game, the moment, uh, went perfect. The crowd. The way TJ played. Mm. Like, I joked about Ben being old. But he's been around literally my entire time watching football. I unintentionally just like grew up watching him. Eighteen years he was there. Home game, it's it's rare. I'm getting emotional now. It's rare uh like fans get to say goodbye to uh to a player like that.
1: Do you think they beat the Ravens tomorrow?
0: Maybe. I mean he said he, he 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 said I got one more game against the Ravens. Important for both the Colts and the Steelers. But holy shit. The walkout sucks like seeing guys like that get old and he's been through a lot and he's old school blue collar he wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he wasn't some California boy you know he wanted to make sure that everyone knew he was hard working and yeah it was it was very touching to watch the last game I've only like I said before I've only ever got emotional twice and that was with luke keekley's announcement of him retiring and peyton mannings like i said before if you're an emotional guy like me do not watch these two videos but uh
1: it's crazy long career drafted in 2004
0: 18 years 18 fucking years man like he's seen he like he has he must have so many stories seeing all the people he did like he was around for sean taylor he was around for you know um
1: I how many championships does he have
0: oh he uh, i'm not I'm not that big of a fan of him so i'm not too sure um
1: but it's got to be at least a couple. Let me look it up.
0: I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, like another thing that he was around for was when like Steve McNair died, the old quarterback of the Titans. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's so much. There's so much. Like
1: <sighs> two time. Do you mean Two Super time Bowl, Super Bowl, two-time yeah. Super Bowl? Oh yeah, game. I could
0: have told you. That. I thought you meant like um, division, divisional. No, no, no. But yeah, oh my god, absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. Thinking about everything he's seen, everything he's done. I mean, he played just as long as Peyton Manning did. And I think that's another reason why it's kind of emotional for me is because, like, yeah, sure, like, Peyton Manning was never on a team that I really loved. I, I'm not going to lie. I watched every single game he played on the Denver Broncos. Um, but he's my favorite quarterback of all time. And... Uh,
1: I think it's just crazy because like you're you're like an adult now and you're seeing all these players that you watched as a kid starting to retire and it's really like it, get, yeah. it gets you and gets to you it, it makes it you does. like realize like how time is passing right
0: like and it's it's interesting that you say that because that that for me was like my like my way to real like everyone's saying like oh my god this show was on this long ago that's crazy time has passed like for me it's literally just like holy fuck like Peyton Manning retiring Luke retiring. I mean not necessarily Luke Keekly, but like Ray Lewis retiring when he did. Yeah. You know, all, all 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 these like Ben Roethlisberger like there's just it's just crazy to to think about. Like that's the, mostly the reason why I'm emotional. And like another like I guess another reason too is like I've all like you all like when you're watching the Steelers Big Ben is always there like it's he's it's it's never a question like and now it's going to be interesting. And now it's now it's going to be someone else's name. Will they play another eighteen fucking years? Who knows. But it definitely is. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why it's emotional for me. And I'm not saying I'm a fan of Pittsburgh, but I am. I am a fan of Roethlisberger himself, and yeah. Definitely, uh, I'm, I'm glad the fans were able to... I think that's the big thing, too, for me. The fans able to say goodbye at a home game.
1: Home win, as well.
0: At a home win, too. <sighs> but, that leads us to the end of the episode, guys. Um,
1: this is just the start.
0: Yep, just, I mean
1: first episode of 2022
0: who really knows also what's going to be going on with hockey but you can definitely rest assured that once the playoffs kicks on uh,
1: things are going to get emotional
0: things yeah things are going to get nuts things are going to get crazy so (sighs) hopefully everyone is staying safe hopefully everyone is staying healthy
1: obeying restrictions
0: yeah obeying restrictions and on top of that keep your head up and your stick on the ice see ya thank you for listening the behind the board show will return next week thank you guys so much for listening if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to drop a five star if you enjoyed it. And to follow our social media to stay up to date with upcoming episodes every week.